welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Justin Conoco, I'm going to be leading the segment till about 6.30 this morning. It's going to be interactive, and we're going to have a whole bunch of fun. When I think of Clubhouse, I think of the best 
field trip at school you could possibly imagine and we are all on the school bus a bunch of rascals from all walks of life sharing collaborating doing our own thing we may get off the bus we may run out see all the sights and sounds and then we get back on the bus we share our experiences in the highest way possible this room has changed my life if you've never been here before this room runs 5 to 11 every Monday to Friday. There's a Saturday morning sales meeting. And actually, Brian Bensock's one of the guys that really anchored me in this room. Uh, my in-laws are actually in the automotive business. And I was showing that room to my father-in-law, who's an absolute monster at sales and really kind of developed a routine from there. And then I started coming in every single Monday to Friday. And then there's the Sunday worship service at 111 if Jesus is your jam. So thank you, Glenn, for hosting this space as always. Make sure you hit that little repeat button in the bottom left-hand corner. That will share the room out. I'd love to have you type in what you've learned so far or how this room has impacted you. So share that message out. We're at 105. If we can get to 200, that would be absolutely epic. There's 272 people here. Almost 700 people have been through the room. And if you're enjoying it, it is absolutely free for you to hit that button and share it out to your people. So let's hit that button and let's get right into the segment. So the way I typically do these segments is I want to make it interactive, right? Unlike Ram, my cadence is a little chaotic. I talk very, very quickly and you may want to replay some of this. So we're going to be able to go onto YouTube and actually hang out live as I do this stream. I have a little slide deck that I'm going to walk people through as well too. So then you have the ability to take this, maybe grab a coffee this weekend and work through some of these practical and tactical exercises. And today we're actually going to talk about when you know if you should be spending money on something versus time on something. We're going to go through a whole bunch of case studies and I'm going to use myself, I'm sure self-deprecatingly, um, sometimes to walk you through how I figured out when to deploy money versus time. And then what I like to do is like, as we rip through the segments, I'd like to do an open Q&A or a collaborative session. There's some awesome people here that I definitely want to call on. So if you want to hit the link at the top of the room, go to the YouTube stream. You will be able to talk to all of the other amazing people in the comments. And I want to put you on as well. So if I see your name in the comments, I'll be sure to share it out or give you a shout out. I want to follow your channels. Feel free to drop your links in the comments as well too. This community is all about collaboration over competition. I am getting Ram on my podcast because I love the way that dude speaks. And that's an example of how collaboration can turn into real life. So I'm going to hit the go live button and we're going to get right into this. Sorry, give me one second here. And three and two and one. So what is the problem today? You know you need to grow, but you're feeling overwhelmed. Either you don't have the money or you don't have the time. So today we're gonna dig in and we're gonna solve it by figuring out where to deploy the money, where to deploy the time so that you can actually breathe. And we're gonna go through a couple case studies of how I did it in my business. Understand that you know I'm in the business of real estate and media. So Justin Conoco, I own prime real estate with my amazing wife. She's the CEO, the brains and the heartbeat of the organization. I am the face and the voice of it. We built it through content creation. So I guess I'm a sales and creator type person. Then we started a production company and an agency to actually feed the main real estate business. Now, both of those companies work with people in the legal hospitality, the fitness space, some amazing companies. We're working with an NHL right now on a pretty cool program. And it, it's all just happened via one foot in front of the other. So what I want to tell you is I'm not any more special than anybody else. I would argue 
I'm probably more broken than most people, but I just never stopped. Every single day I would review what I was doing, how I was doing it, and put one foot forward. One really cool thing about this live stream on YouTube, if you've never seen this before, is we are on Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. So I stream these on Fridays, typically at 5.30 to 6 or 5 to 6 a.m. so that we can actually collaborate and bring the two universes together. So if you're on Clubhouse, scroll to the top of the room, hit that live button, and I'm going to share my slide deck for you right now. Every time I go live, I show people a photo of the wonderful place that I live. This is Grand Bend, Ontario, Canada. Yes, we have beaches in Canada. Currently, this lake is completely frozen, so we're just going to skip through that. So I'm going to just share the slide deck here. What I typically do with the slide deck as well is on the Friday afternoon or Monday, I share it back out to everybody because, again, I'm just giving the stuff away for free. I don't sell any courses. There's no funnel here. It's just about community and collaboration, and the slide deck is my little gift to you for being here. Good morning, Selena Davis. I see you. Success, fab motivation. Dora Maria, I see you as well. Matt LaMarche is an absolute beast from Atlanta. I see Samira and some other incredible people. I'm going to jump onto Clubhouse and then actually give some love to all of you guys later. Monica Ricci, Samira. Oh, there's so many people popping into the actual live stream. So thank you so much for being here. So the slide deck's titled How to Budget, Money Versus Time. The How to Budget is more of, Honestly, just an oversight title for the YouTube channel, right? And a little super hack for you from a content creation perspective, you need to answer questions on YouTube. So that's why it's titled that way. Really, the topic is money versus time. You only have two things. You have money or you have time. When you're starting your career, typically you have a lot of time, not a lot of money. Then you get to a place where you have some money, but it's like, well, how can I possibly pay somebody to do something that I can just do myself? I'll save the money. But are you really saving the money? That is the question. I'm going to give you steps, ideas, and strategies. I hate the next slide because it's just a photo of myself. But if you want to follow me, you can go to at justin.conico on Instagram. I answer all those DMs myself. I like meeting people. And I actually use that as like a text messaging platform. Another content hack for you. Instagram will then allow you to communicate with those people more often. So if I text Glenn about his awesome hippo NFT, he messages me back. All of a sudden, his stuff's in my feed, my stuff's in his feed. That is how you build communities. You need to actually tell the algorithms what to do. JustinConico.com is where you'll get all my free resources and slide decks. So money versus time. So examples of how you can spend your money or time really are defined by the key components of your business. So I tried to break it down and make it simple. So you can ask yourself this weekend, once you print this slide deck out, you know, what do I use as my database? What do I use as my CRM, transaction management, and project management system? I'll start with, well, I have no money. So what do I use as my database? Probably your laptop, right? You probably have a folder on your laptop that's going to house all of your data. You're going to separate it between maybe your documents, maybe your media, your marketing, but it's really you just putting in the work to manage that software. If you get money, you can actually buy something like Google Workspace and build an infrastructure database. And again, you can scale that. So I used Google Workspace as I was building my business, but I paid for like the entry level account. Now it's gotten to the point where we run multiple organizations and I have multiple leaders running different silos in those organizations. So I can use an app like Google Workspace to empower those people to make decisions so I don't have to, right? But in the beginning, I was willing to put in the time to manage my database one thing I tell you is if you're running a database, make sure you're backing it up three different ways. One physical copy at your actual maybe home base location. You can keep that in a safe. That's as simple as like a USB drive that you back it up to once a month. 
put a recurring reminder in your calendar or your phone to actually back it up because so many people know they should, they don't, and then they lose all their data. You need one in the cloud and then one off-site. So I actually keep another drive that is at the office. I know it sounds like a lot of work. It's really not. Once you automate it and get used to doing it, it becomes second nature. But tell me that it's not something that's incredibly valuable if something does go wrong. Next up is a CRM. That's a customer relationship management tool. I use Follow-Up Boss myself. But in the beginning, I just use my email and my phone. I always like to say, you have a system. You may not be aware of it. Your system may just be not having a system. A lot of people will be like, no, I can manage my phone and relationships and keep all the stuff in my brain. I promise you that it's taking up mental energy and distracting you from doing other things. So pick a CRM. There's tons of free ones out there. I think Constant Contact's free. I think Streak is free. Um, again, Follow Up Boss happens to be the one that I use. And I did a whole podcast with the CEO like two weeks ago on my YouTube channel. Um, so I'll actually click that link in the card on this video once we're done shooting it so you can go watch that. Transaction management. So this is just your intake client. client, you're doing an actual transaction and how are you tracking and processing it? So again, in the real estate world, we use something like brokerment. Um, you can use something as simple as QuickBooks if you're just doing typical billing and processing. I really like to encourage people automation and checklists. So as you're building your transaction management system, take the time to actually build out your checklist. Very important. Um, there's a very special person on stage here. Her name's Amanda Dahl, one of the best people I've ever met when it comes to operations. So we'll go live after and have her chat a little bit about systemizing and uh, doing SOPs. Then project management. Sounds super fancy. It literally could be something as free as Trello. Project management is what are you doing? When are you doing it? How are you doing it? And it's more of an accountability tool than anything. Now, in the very beginning, when I was doing my business, and again, I had no money and lots of time, my project management was a paper notebook. And every day I'd be writing down all the different things that I'm doing. And then my mental energy would be put towards every single day remembering, well, here are all the key tasks and then rewriting all the steps. Then I downloaded Trello. Then I'm, I'm a systems junkie. Then I jumped to monday.com. Then I jumped to Asana. Every time I jumped, it took me a whole bunch of time to actually like rework the system and try and find the one that fits. But we're at a place now in my organization where it is critically important to have a project management tool that shows me all the things happening across all the different businesses in a place where it takes me two minutes to actually understand it by looking at a calendar view and integrating it on the back end. So I've upgraded my accounts and I use Trello Premium. They're not paying me to say that because Trello Premium actually has the ability to build automations in case in point, you know, once a property moves from pre-listing to actively listed to sold, it actually will automate tasks to all of my transaction coordination and marketing team, thus saving me from making extra clicks. Two of my mentors actually taught me a long time ago, if you can take anything that takes 20 clicks and get it down to two, if you amortize that over the lifespan of your business, you're saving a lot of money. The next thing is brand building. So again, you have a lot of time, no money. Brand building is something you can do a lot of, right? We're in Breakfast with Champions. We're spending time on social media. We're communicating to the world. I am building my brand through this video. You have an idea that I am in sales and media. I've talked about content creation. If you don't know me, now I'm anchoring all of those aspects. And what am I using time? I'm not spending any money on this. I'm using my time, which is a valuable resource for me right now. But I've gotten more than you can imagine from this room. So I'm trying to give it back. The other thing that I really like about this is brand building and accountability have tied in together. 
right? I've forced myself into a situation where I'm doing these lives now every week and it's, it's helping me put these videos out at a better cadence. So again, using my time to do that. I'm just gonna go back to the YouTube channel for a quick second. I'm seeing the comments pop off. Derek Fixler is here. What's up, Derek? Kimberly, Perspective 360, Dr. OJ, thank you so much. If you are on Clubhouse, you click the link at the top. You can join the stream, chat it up with these people. I see Janice Jensen, as always, and Ginger Walker. She's the best radio host on the planet and one of my friends through Sirhan. Give her a follow. I see her on the stage at Clubhouse as well. If you're on YouTube, pop over to the Clubhouse room. It's awesome, and we're going to do some exclusive Breakfast with Champions content after this. So in terms of building your brand, a couple key steps that you're going to want to do, analyze your audience and your competitors. You want to determine your personal style and focus. You want to name the company, create a tagline, design your brand, develop your logo, implement your branding strategy across your company. Now, it's a whole mouthful. It sounds like a lot of money. It wasn't for me in the beginning. So logo design, for example, you can spend $20,000 on a logo like that. Right. We actually created our production company and our agency because I wanted something to serve people like me that didn't have $20,000 to spend on a logo. You can go on Fiverr and you can spend a hundred bucks on a logo. You can go on 99 designs for 500 bucks, get 99 designers competing to design your logo for you. There's a, there's a strong myriad of options out there. Again, if you don't have money, you can spend your time doing the research on logo design and everything else. Now, I don't think you're going to end up with as good of a product as you would be if you hired an expert. But at the same time, if the resources can be deployed somewhere else, that's something you need to decide. In my opinion, I can name my company Potato as long as my service is absolutely undeniable, I'll grow. Maybe not to the same cadence I would as I named it Prime Real Estate. You knew exactly what we did, but I think you know where I'm going with this. As far as analyzing the audience competitors, that is something you could do with your own time or you could hire somebody to do it for you. Style and focus. There's actually a guy on stage here named Roger Horvath. I saw him pop in earlier. Um, he's a new hire to Prime. He's a very interesting character. So we sat down. And hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. We do a brand audit with every single one of our agents. Once they come in, get used to the systems, we sit down, we help them find their voice. And then the production company will put out some digital assets for them and really frame kind of that narrative. And we help amplify their voice. Roger Horvath has the highest classification of helicopter license on the planet. Barbara Majeski, I see you. If you want to buy a helicopter, you can hire Roger. He'll fly you around very, very safely. Um, they call him the surgeon because he's so detailed. But we were trying to establish what his voice would be and what adjectives really define him. And he's very detailed, which you have to be if you fly helicopters. He's very focused, and he's an incredible learner. So that really gave us a framework of the style and focus of his voice. But he's also a commercial real estate-focused person and heavily in real estate investing and with a pension towards even storage units. So knowing that style and focus and spending maybe an hour doing that with him, I was in a clubhouse room the other day and actually hooked up with one of the largest storages facility REITs in Canada, jumped on a call with her yesterday for 30 minutes. And now because we spent that time, there's potential for resources down the road too. So just spending the time on these things is very important. Crafting a tagline and refining that tagline every year to me is very important. We do it with prime real estate as an independent entity. 
and then Justin Conoco separately, right? Prime, our tagline is we want to be the most trusted name in real estate. All our decisions are based around that. Down the road, we will be delegating some of those tagline developments to more professional companies, which I have access to, but I also realize I enjoy it. And if I'm looking at my time and resources, to me, my tagline and the voice of my company is so critical. I would rather donate my time, which is actually my most valuable asset, than just pay somebody else that doesn't necessarily understand my voice. Now, one little tip is think about when is the time to jump from your time deployment to money deployment. I'm telling you that I like designing my tagline, but when my dollar per hour fee is going to exceed what it's going to take me time-wise to create that tagline, I really need to rethink where I'm spending my time. I don't know if he's in this room, but I've been trying to get him into Breakfast with Champions. I am going to get him on a segment. There's a gentleman named Chris Doe. He is the future on YouTube. I'll link to his channel as well too in this video after we edit it, Monster. And he grinded on that channel for seven years. Then he had one video pop off and now he's got millions of followers on his channel. And he really talks about selling effectively and getting what you're worth. And he talked about a photographer. This is such a cool case study. He said, you know, the photographer goes in, lands a $2,000 deal, right? And goes in, shoots it, edits it, does the whole thing. Maybe it takes him 37 hours out of a 40 hour work week to do that job. And if you divided his number of hours versus whatever his payment was, I think it was 2000, um, it worked out to call it $54 an hour. And then he started looking at, well, what would it cost me to have somebody coordinate the shoot? Well, 10 bucks an hour, because it's a pretty simple job. What would it take for somebody to actually go shoot it? Maybe 20 bucks an hour, what about editing? Maybe 15. He started compartmentalizing all the different costs associated with it and the hours versus those costs. And he realized he was actually leaving more than 50% of the money on the table because he was micro managing it. Not only that, if he took 37 hours a week and all he did was focus on this one project, once the project's done, his pipeline is finished. He's not going out and selling and getting new business and everything else, right? So Prime is built very similarly to that. It may look like I'm busy and I'm running around like crazy. I'm actually paying more attention to our actual clients and files the only thing I focus on daily, sales and branding. That is my focus. So I put people and I've given away money to gain leverage and time. And that is how we are growing as quickly as we are because I'm able to go out and get new business and solve complex problems that I have the brain capacity for, not because I'm smart, because I have the experience. So again, this whole session is to motivate you that if you don't have money, you have time to get the experience. Go and get the experience and become undeniable. I see Roger Horvath on the YouTube stream. Everybody give that guy a follow. If you need a ride, he can pick you up in the Air Orange Ambulance Helicopter. I also see, I see Mary Lynn, good morning, and about my father's business. Good morning, champions. So many wonderful people here this morning. So I'm gonna blast through the last of these slides. Sales and team building. So it's great that you've branded yourself, you've attracted business. Doesn't mean anything unless you can actually sell. Right, People can build pipelines and they can bring people into their business, but if you have no system around intake, qualification, service delivery standards, and client care, you're going to fail. So what does an intake look like when you have no money? It's me picking up my phone and answering it. What does an intake look like when you have a lot of money? It's having a CRM that you've built out and automated that if Jan clicks on a beautiful beachfront property in Grand Bend, it automatically gives her exactly what she asks for, pops up on my phone, allows me to call her. When I'm done the call, I put the phone down and everything's automated to make sure my follow-up's in place. My agent's booked the showing. We get the deal done without me actually having to lift a finger. 
So that's how you get from A to B. Qualification is a system around making sure that I know that Jan isn't just a bot off of Facebook or actually trying to sell me something. We have a quick conversation around that. If it's time, then it's me doing it on the phone. If it's money, maybe it's somebody that I'm paying a salary to that does the qualifications for me. Service delivery standards is making sure that I give her the best service she's ever experienced in her life. Again, if it's just time focused, it's me running around like a chicken with my head cut off, trying to satisfy all of my clients, which you will break at one point and you'll start letting people down. And I can tell you, think about your business this way. If your pipeline stopped and your past clients were the only people you could get business from, how would that change your client's service delivery standards? Think about that and make sure you're deploying appropriate resources towards your service delivery standards and client care post transactions. Jan and I have become best friends. She lives in Grand Bend now and she's on the beach and she comes and hangs out with me. But what does that look like post-transaction? Maybe I'm throwing client events and I'm spending a whole bunch of money on that once a year. Or maybe I'm just doing Popeyes and I'm not spending a dime, but I'm actually saying hi to her and making an effort to connect with her on a one-to-one -one basis. You do have resources. You cannot use money as an excuse. Many people have built multi-million dollar businesses with no money. Team building, very important. I think think of yourself as a team from day one. I'm talking about scale with the companies that we have, but I was every single person at one point. My wife was transaction coordination. I was marketing sales. I was communications. I was my qualification person. I was my showing agent. I was my photographer. I can go on for days. I've done every job in the company and I can pick up my shovel and do it tomorrow. But as I built my team, what I did was structure an organizational chart. Again, Amanda Dahl is a beast at this. I figured out who my key players were, right? My leadership team. And then now actually we're reviewing our onboarding and training. Roger knows this because we've been talking about it internally. We already have a system in place, but anybody that I've met with an iota of success still always feels like they're just getting started. And that's kind of how we feel We're ripping it apart. And I'm spending my time refining my onboarding and training processes until they're perfected, which is never. Um, and it's going to get to a point where my dollar per hour productivity on working on these systems is going to be such that I'm just going to hire it out to a consultant. But again, I'm kind of in that place right now where we are growing a worldwide virtual platform. So it is important for me to be in the mix, making the sauce, learning to make the sauce so that when I hire the consultants, I speak the same language. Let's go back to the logo, web design, content design side of things. I know exactly how long it takes to shoot and edit a video because I can do it. I know how long logo design takes because I can do it. I know how long web design takes because I can do it. So my negotiations with a lot of designers is very different. Um, because I know how to make the sauce. If you don't have an interest in that stuff, you don't have to learn how to make the sauce, but whatever you are interested in, I would encourage you to spend a little bit of time understanding the infrastructure so you can actually save resources in the long run. And then standard operating procedures. It sounds fancy. It's literally a Google document. You create a document that is your operations manual and everything you do, you sit down and you write down as an SOP. I'll actually show you an example of one this is from my boy, Sean Cannell. Um, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but this is the YouTube live streaming influence system. You can get it through the Hypergrowth Blueprint and the VRA Academy, which I, I am an affiliate for that program. It's on my website. They are absolutely amazing. I do not co-sign anything that I'm not a part of, but here's an action plan about going live. Brainstorm ideas, outline your content, let people know you're going live, make titles, description, tags, thumbnails, go live, use cards to optimize, keep promoting the video. That's how complicated it is. It's literally writing down every step of what you're going to do somewhere so that you can actually review it.
So the next section is actually you slowing down now so that you can go a little bit faster, right? And review, like, do you actually have a plan as to where you're going? Because a lot of people get so caught in the weeds, they start getting an iota of success, they're falling forward, we've all been there, I'm in those seasons all the time too, but frequently I ask myself, you know, I gotta slow down, take a look at where I'm at, and do I actually have a plan for what we're executing? And if you can keep doing this slow down to go faster segment, it's actually gonna make you grow 10 times faster than you would if you just kept pushing the sales. I'm actually doing it right now. I'm gonna be working from home today and we are looking at our transaction process and we're gonna look at our uh, marketing coordination process. Make sure they're ultra dialed in. Once you finish the SOP in the document, then you take that checklist and you put it somewhere where you can activate it automatically. So it lives in Google documents, then it goes into follow up boss, my CRM, so I could click a button and then all the checklists pop up so I can execute against the service delivery standard that I promised the client. Then I just tell people, keep it super, super simple, right? Don't reinvent the wheel. You wanna find some examples of other industry budgets and then break it down into two points of what's the standard in our industry and what is the blue ocean that I can change, right? You don't have to be boxed in by how industries operate and you can actually look at other industries for inspiration. But again, I learned from people that have already been where I've been and I, paid money for mentorships to scale much faster and then throw my own spin on it once I understood the sauce. Analyze the resources. So again, keeping it simple, looking at how much money you actually have to spend and then time that you actually have to spend. And there's only a couple tools that you can use to do that. It's your calendar and your, well, I guess four tools. I mentioned one earlier. It'd be your calendar and your task list, right? You only have time and money, um, you know, like Amanda says, you look at your bank account and you look at your calendar, it's really gonna tell you a lot about your resource deployment. Your CRM tool that I mentioned earlier, I, I can't reiterate this enough. Your CRM is your book of business. Treat your CRM like a safe. I literally, all I focus on is my names, phone numbers, emails, and then the tags. Why are tags important? Because you can segment audiences. You can actually take that exact list, import it into an application like MailChimp, and make sure you're serving that audience only what they want. I'm uber transparent about everything that I do. So when you want this slide deck and you click on the link in my bio where you go to justinconico.com slash resources and you sign up for it, you get onto a very specific mailing list. I'm not gonna send you properties. I'm not gonna send you Prime's newsletter because you don't care. You don't live in my neighborhood and I would lose your trust. I will send you events and I'll send you invites to things that we're doing. And I'll send you free PDFs because that's our agreement, right? We've discussed it. And I promised you that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you an invite that nobody knows about yet where Benji Travis is coming on my podcast next Thursday. A massive YouTuber has been on Breakfast with Champions. And you want to ask him questions live, I'm giving you access to that. But again, just understanding the, the relationship and the dynamics between what that looks like. And that's how powerful segmenting audiences can be because it allows me to quantify and honor the trust that I've built with those audiences. And then simple bookkeeping, not my world. Um, we can talk about this on Breakfast with Champions in a couple minutes. If you're on the YouTube stream, head over to Clubhouse so you can join us because I'm gonna wrap up this slide deck. But we've got some other people that are much better at finances than I am. Thankfully, I married my CFO. My wife is an absolute legend. If you haven't heard about Shannon, she's an MBA level educated woman from Ivy. She ran a consulting company out of Yorkville. She was one of the first dealer principals in Canada that was female. Her mom, I think, was one of the first one or two. So absolute beast in the automotive industry. And I get to have her just run that side of my business. And again, time versus resources. I could spend a lot more time focusing on that side of things, 
when we sit down, we do our monthly and our quarterly review reports, the amount of resources she's saving me and allowing me to go out and sell, you can kind of see that dichotomy of, you know, focusing on what you're really good at. So you can go out and do the rest. Roger Horvath shared, Justin's on fire. Thanks, buddy. I hope I'm not on fire. If I am, you fly an air ambulance helicopter. So you can come get me. Janice, thank you so much. Kim, I appreciate you so much as well, too. We're going to end the YouTube stream. We're going to go back to the exclusive Breakfast with Champions content. Thank you so much for being on the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any future episodes. I will be here like a crazy person every Friday morning, super early with these slide decks. If you want to just hit the links and we'll catch you next time. Take care. And we are done on YouTube. Is my Breakfast with Champions family there or was I muted the whole time? We're here. We're here. Woo! We're here. Ah, we are right. here. We are here. Woo! Amazing. Okay, that's good. Amazing. Just like to double check. Monitoring two devices is not uh, the easiest sometimes. And I'll tell everybody, anybody interested on how to do this and, and go live streaming on Clubhouse and say YouTube at the same time, I've had about seven phone calls in the last two weeks. So my producer, Eric, is actually putting together a little PDF on how to do it. So I'm going to drop it to Glenn and the crew so everybody's got a copy of it. Um, it's not super complicated. There's a couple things that you can do if you want to level up even the way I'm doing it, but that resource will be there. But anybody on mic, say your name. I'd love to get a little bit of feedback on that. And then I want to feature a couple people and ask them some questions. This is Janice. Uh, Justin, thank you so much. Every single thing that you said on your slide deck, I needed to hear this morning. And I yes, I need that PDF yesterday. Uh, thank you. I'm Janice. I'm complete. Appreciate you. We're going to try and get it out um, this afternoon. We normally was doing it on Monday, but it's like, well, people maybe want to sit down with a coffee and do it on the weekend. So Eric's working hard to get it out later today. Anybody else feel free to unmic and say your name. Okay. I'll go to Amanda, Amanda operations and systems, like give them some tactical advice on how they can implement. Cause I gave them a lot of tasks to do, but it, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Does it? Not at all. Good morning, brother. What a great segment. Here's what I would say. And I was having this conversation yesterday. I think so often we get stuck in the overwhelm um, of systems and processes. And when we're talking to, you know, if it's just you in an organization, then you can lay this out for yourself. If you have somebody else in your organization, someone that you're going to be delegating to, then we always want to talk in terms of priority level and we want to tie due dates to stuff because so often that's the biggest mistake when I start working with people, especially that are in that place now where they want to start implementing systems for things or they want to start documenting the process and building out like SOPs and an actual manual. They get lost in the we didn't really make it a priority and we didn't tie a due date to it. So when you're talking to anyone in your organization or they're talking to you, I would ask if somebody brings something to you in regards to either one of these, I would say, okay, so what level of priority is it? If it's a level priority one, it needs to happen within the next 24 hours. If it's a level priority two, then it needs to happen within the next seven days. And if it's a level priority three, then it needs to happen within the next 30 days. Now we know what priority level it is, because as we start to roll these systems and processes out, some of them are going to take, you know, some of them are more important to get done than the others. And then the second thing is now tie due dates to it. So if you're working with a team to get this done, 
then I would ask every time you're doing those accountability meetings or checking in with one another, it's very easy to go down the list because we know what our priorities were for the week and we know what the due dates should be. And then you can just rapid fire and go, where are we? And when we aren't meeting the mark that we're supposed to, well, now we know who we need to be talking to because we know who took ownership of that. So I'll lay my plane there, brother. You're the bomb. I actually want to give people another resource. It's called the EOS system. So there's a bunch of free tools you can pull online. It's the entrepreneurial operating system. Two really good books um, are Traction and Rocket Fuel. They go through a lot about how to build an organization, how to find integrators and, and scale. But they have a, something called the Level 10 Meeting. So if you look up the Level 10 Meeting from EOS, it really breaks down what Amanda just said. And it says to put rocks in place that are 60 to 90 day rocks, meaning you're going to probably not going to get it done in 60 days, but 90 days is really going to be a testament to if you actually want to accomplish something, if you're looking at it on a project management board like Trello and you haven't done it in 90 days, you probably got to reevaluate, is this actually a priority, right? And keeping it front and center and keeping it accountable is super, super critical. I want to go to somebody else, actually. Ginger Walker is a friend of mine through the Surhan crew. Amazing on radio, Ginger. You have a pretty cool organization. You have the give back team. You do so much with charity work. Like when did you balance out your time versus resource deployment? I guess, how are you scaling using those two things? Good morning, sunshine. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an ever evolving project for me. So I, um, I, you know, I trial and error. That's really what it is. And the one phrase that you said, and I am Italian, I'm Sicilian by, uh, with two of my grandparents from Sicily off the boat. And when you said, I learned to make the sauce, that's the phrase that resonated with me. So that's really where I started. I, I learned to make the sauce with, with each thing that I did, starting as a solo agent and then growing a team and, you know, adding to the team now and systems and, you know, checks and balances. And so it's, it's something that I'm always working on. And I think it sounds like you do the same thing where I'm pulling it apart and putting it back together as I grow and scale. So for me, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, um, I'm always looking at the business and how can I improve it? How can I systemize it? How can I make it more efficient? And like you said, if I can take something from 20 clicks to two, that's where I'm going to put my, um, my time, effort, energy, and my money to make that happen. That's amazing. And I want to touch on one more thing, though, because I know you've integrated a passion into your purpose, right? And the charity work that you do, like that is something that you probably still spend a lot of time on because it's important to you. Am I correct? Absolutely. So, yeah, we so the team is called Give Back Team and we donate back to um, the charity of the client's choice after closing. But in addition to that, I mean, anyone that's on my team that works with me, we're very like minded in having a giving heart. So we come from giving back into the community, regardless of finances or time. So we do a lot of different things um, within the community, but we just implemented something this year where we're directly impacting 36 local charities. And it is a very big project. Um, it's required a lot of time behind the scenes to get that up and running, but um, it's every month it's three different charities. It's taking nominations from the local community. Um, the community is voting for the charity of their choice. And then at the end of every month, um, a charity wins a donation from us. And, and that comes from the team that just comes right off from from the profit of the team from last year. And so the goal is really to not only, you know, give out some money, but also create awareness for local charities that might not have had a voice. So that is a very big passion project for me. And it's 
totally separate from the actual real estate piece of it. But the interesting thing is because we're so ingrained in the community, that's really where um, the community comes back to us for the business. And it's, so it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing, but it's definitely a passion project of mine. And, and this year it is just a huge undertaking, but um, it's so worth it. And we're on month two and the, the feedback and the participation has just been exponentially um, growing with every day. So we've, we've impacted 2000 people have come to our website in our local area in Northern Virginia, just as a result of what we're doing. So it's pretty awesome. And it's spreading awareness about charities that may never have had a voice. So it's pretty cool. Thank you for letting me talk about that, Justin. I appreciate no, that. It, it's all good. I did it for a specific reason, right? I think sometimes people are so focused on putting a monetary value on people right? Like they look at people as, well, like, what are you going to add to my bottom line? Yeah. The people I've seen who built the most successful communities really put the people first, right? They, they, you know, find their passions and their purpose, just like we talked about. And it feels weightless. Like I could hear the inflection of your voice go up 25% when you're talking about the give back team. And it was very fluid because it is something that, you know, gives you a higher purpose than just creating a profit. Yet, if you're deploying your time in the right places, you, you also said at the end, it increased your traffic 2000 plus to your website, thus leading to more real business. Because I think when people see your true intent, you become undeniable, right? And they're attracted towards you. And that's the whole purpose of what I was talking about today was looking at where you're spending your time versus your resources and trying to get a clear picture of, well, sometimes it's gonna be way more cost effective to spend money than it is to spend time. People think spending money costs them money. I would argue spending money can make you quite a bit of money if you're thoughtful about the deployment. Same thing with YouTube and time, right? Why am I doing all this effort to do the live streams on Friday? Because YouTube actually makes you money, right? There was a great case study, um, a guy named Roger Wakefield. He's a plumber in Texas. And there's another plumber in Texas who spends probably half a million bucks on his ads. Roger Horvath does none of that. He does TikTok and he does YouTube. He does as much, if not more business than this other plumber, and he doesn't spend a dime on advertising. Google actually pays him. So who do you want to be in that story? Do you want to be the person writing a $500,000 check so you can run TV ads 25 times a day? That's fine. If that's what you want to do, do that. Or do you want to be the guy that doesn't even have to be actively putting content out there? And he has a multi-billion dollar company named Google that is actually going out and finding his ideal customers for him, right? So being thoughtful about your time and resource deployment is absolutely critical. Roger, are you there, brother? I did want to feature you for a quick second because you're in that stage on the real estate side of business where you know you have a lot of time, not that you don't have money because I know you're a real estate investor, but let's just pretend like from a real estate perspective, right? You're fairly new in the business. How are you using your time effectively to develop a skill set and kind of walk through that whole process that I talked about this morning. Thanks, Justin. Can you hear me okay? I, I'm just in the car. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're not flying a helicopter, we're good. <laughs> no, not yet, but I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Let me just start out by saying, guys, uh, Justin Conigo, like and subscribe, guys. You're going to follow him. He gives so freely of his experience and his time, and his, and it's just uh, it's someone you need to follow. Um Thanks again for that, Justin. Um, brilliant segment this morning. I loved what you were saying. Um, I, it reminds me of the, the branding meeting we had and the, some of the takeaways was um, when you're starting out, you 
you want to uh, really start with why. Why are you doing this? And that really resonated with me and, and remind me of the book, uh, si Simon Sinek's um, Start With Why. And that really starts um, with why you're doing this. And, and for me, that, that was to, to give back. You know, uh, I have this uh, experience with helicopters and, and love for aviation. It runs through my family. You know, my wife's uh, an airline pilot with, uh, with the big airline here in Canada. And it's just been something we've done right since, uh, since high school. And we want to give back. You know, um, children love aviation. Everywhere I go, the cell phones are out. And, and we always do tours wherever I can, uh, you know, sitting on the heli helipad there in the hospital. And, and, and the why is to, to give back to kids, you know, and, and give them an experience in a helicopter that may, they may never have had. You know, helicopters are expensive and they tend to be for the rich and famous. But, you know, I want to open that up. So when you have your why, you can really um, focus down on, on your social media. So, so that's really helped me um, explain and, and focus on, you know, what to post. Because I'm new, like you said, and, and, uh, and focusing on what to start with is, is so critical. I know I'm on a bit of on a tangent there, but remind me no, of the good, question brother. you said. You're, yeah, you're good. No, it's, that kind of touched exactly where I wanted you to take it. So keep in mind, right? Roger's a very interesting guy. He came to me with background in real estate investing and a helicopter pilot. Like how many agents do you know that are helicopter pilots? When we sit down and we do a brand meeting with him and we say, okay, well, you want to get into commercial real estate and be known as one of the top investment agents in the country. How are we going to do this? Well, what differentiates you from everybody else? Well, you're a helicopter pilot. I don't know any other agent. So now you're the flying realtor. Like he came in for his headshots. I told him to bring in his flight suit because that's just such a unique thing. And now hundreds of people in this room know that you're a flying realtor. But then when we talk from a brand perspective, here's the last tip I'm going to give everybody else before we pass it to Kim Walsh Phillips. When I talked about getting multi-billion com dollar companies to be your employees and work for you, that's what we talked about in the brand meeting. So I said, Roger, when you're going through your main platforms and let's pick the ones that work for you, you're probably going to be a LinkedIn guy. I'm assuming probably Facebook and maybe a little bit of Instagram, right? Just in terms of where you're going to be deploying your time and resources. Well, LinkedIn is going to be very commercial, very investor heavy. Um, Facebook's going to be a great place for our demographic and just for local expertise. And as I start putting out more information around commercial real estate and investments, guess what those platforms are going to do? They're going to be like, oh, this person is in real estate and likes investors. Here, I'm going to feed him real estate and investors. If he starts putting out random things about food blogging and coffee and everything else, he's going to confuse the algorithms and not attract the right people and not be in the space that he wants to be in. Right. So spending the time to get clarity around who you are, your voice, and then looking at where you're deploying your time and resources against growing what you're trying to grow with purpose is the key. And the last thing I'll leave it off of is Ginger and Roger need to connect because when Roger started talking about helping sick kids and flying them in helicopters, his inflection went up 25%. Right. So when you integrate your passion, your purpose into the work that you do, it is effortless. It's not work anymore. Right. I, I, people probably think I'm crazy because I enjoy <clears throat> my job in real estate as much as I do. But that's because I've gotten very clear on who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with. Don't want to run over my segment. I love you all. I appreciate every single one of you for being there. Every
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.